0: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Well, what a great season it is. Even though we're locked down, it's still an amazing season for praising and worshiping the Lord. So let's begin with a moment of prayer. Oh Lord, we are grateful. We are thankful. We know that in season and out of season we it 's all about you and your sovereignty and who you are and and so we are rejoicing in you this morning we are rejoicing in the ability to contact people about the good news through the radio and through other means. And so we just pray that this will be a tremendous time of of looking at your word and thinking about the amazing things that you have done throughout um, history, Lord, and and really what we can expect you to be doing now and even in the future. So, Lord, it is a, a blessing uh, to be in your presence, and I just pray that each and every person who is listening will have an amazing day today. So we thank you for this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, um, the counting of the Omer 50-page devotional booklet is available on our website. And today is day number ten, so you still have forty days to go. Um, and it's worth getting. It's also uh, going to be used in this radio program. So if you want to go to it now, that would be fantastic. You can either go to our link at Shoresh, S H O R E S H David dot org, and then. Um, hit the uh, Passover resources, and then you'll see uh, a a place to click for the view of the booklet or the download of it. Or you can go to shereshtavid.org backslash counting-v-omer-embedded backslash. A little more complicated when you don't see it. uh, (laughs) So it's good to be here, and I I just pray that uh, we'll have a great time. Um, Pray about sending us a gift. That'd be a blessing because of the virus. As you know, most ministries are struggling financially. So if you want to do that, please give Karen a call, 813-831-5673, or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. Now today we're going to continue to look at God's appointed times that he gave to Israel and I believe uh, should be celebrated by everyone who's a believer. Uh, These appointed times are not just uh, agricultural, but they are an outline or kind of a summary of the entire redemptive program from the death of Yeshua to the fulfillment of the Messianic Kingdom. So understand that historically, Israel, and and really in the present, Israel for the most part, did not recognize this as a redemptive program of Messiah. But the revelation of Scripture is progressive. And not until the Messiah came and died and was buried and rose again and ascended into heaven did his disciples begin to understand what God was doing in relationship to these appointed times, these feast days. As we look later on in the year at the fall feast, we have an opportunity to understand some of God's intentions for the future. But today... We're going to begin with the Counting of the Omer. So as I said, you can go to Shareshdavid.org, press uh, on our uh, button that says uh, Passover Resource, and then you can just click and go to day number 10. So our scripture that we're focusing on today uh, when we talk about counting the Omer, is uh, Leviticus 23, 15, and 16. It says, then you are to count from the morrow after the Shabbat, from the day that you brought the Omer of the wave offering, seven complete Shabbatot, which that would be plural of Sabbath, until the morrow after the seventh Shabbat, you are to count 50 days and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. So if you were to follow the scripture, you would have started uh, counting the day after Passover. That would have been April 9th. Um, And uh, so every day we count, we're reminded of a link. And that link is between Passover, which commemorates, as you know, the exodus and deliverance of Israel, and Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, and you might know it as Pentecost, which the Jewish people, on that day, they thank God for giving them the Torah. And on that very same day, we see in the book of Acts that God's Ruach, His Spirit, came down on that very same day. So, you know, the amazing thing about that is the redemption from slavery was not complete until we received God's Word. But it also reminds us that without God's Spirit we don't have the ability to understand his word, nor the strength to keep it. (laughs) Right? Do I have an amen? Okay. Now, an omer is a unit of measure. And on the second day of Passover, in the days of the temple, an omer of barley was cut down and brought to the temple as an offering. And uh, counting the omer is part of participating in God's Moedim, in God's appointed times. Now, our purpose in counting the Omer is to draw closer to God each day by being obedient to his word. We should expect that our faith level will be raised each day in anticipation of what God will do in our lives and through us in the lives of those around us, right? Okay, so let me share with you day number one. We start with the Blessing. Uh, Of course, right. it's always a blessing of God, right? Uh, This is so typical in Judaism. We recognize God and thank Him for what He's done. So this blessing is written in Hebrew on your page if you see it, but it also has what we call transliteration, which allows you to sound out the Hebrew letters in letters that you're familiar with. And uh, so this is the way it would sound. Baruch atah Adonai al haomer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. And then we say, today is the third day of the second week, and day number 10, I have counted the Omer. Now, in the devotional that I've set up, the next thing you get is either one or more scriptures. Today we have three. The first one is from Isaiah 40, verse 31. But they who wait for Adonai will renew their strength. They will soar up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And then there's Psalm 39, 8. And now, my Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. And in Romans eight twenty four and 25, For in hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, then we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. So those are the three scriptures. Can you guess what the subject that I was thinking of when I wrote this was? If you said the word hope, you're correct. And so the thought for the day is, in Psalm 5-4, it says, We will come to you in the morning, order our prayers, and watch expectantly. This is hope. It is waiting with expectation for God's grace to be poured out on us, or our situation okay so listen to this quote I have from Emily Dickinson said this hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all okay that'll give you something to think about Uh, Our challenge for today, each time we do the devotions, I give a challenge. When we believe in God and what he says, we must have hope. Our prayer life is based on the hope of what we believe. How is your prayer life? Do you need to strengthen your hope in order to strengthen your prayer life? So that would be the end of the Counting of the Omer for today. Uh, I pray that you'll think about that challenge, about the relationship between hope and your prayer life, and that both will be strengthened by each other. Yes. And now we're going to look at, um, for the rest of our time, Yom HaBikurim, which is the Day of the First Fruit. Now, we look at this, it's in Leviticus, and it's prophetically and, and symbolically all about Yeshua being raised from the dead. Amen? So it says in Leviticus 23, verse 9, Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Bnei Israel and tell them, When you have come into the land which I give to you, and reap its harvest, then you are to bring the Omer of the first fruits of your harvest to the Kohen. He is to wave the Omer before Adonai to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Shabbat. The Kohen is to wave it. Now, there's so many things about this verse that are kind of hidden, but it's, it's really cool because the first fruits, in this case, could be referring to us, but Yeshua was the first fruit before us, and so the, our first fruits are harvested to the Kohen, to the priest. Yeshua is our high priest, and so he waves the Omer before Adonai to be accepted for you, and, and so he intercedes for us, Right. Okay, so anyway, there are actually two first fruits in terms of celebrations. The celebration that occurs the day after the Sabbath of Passover, that's the early first fruit, and that's Yom HaBikurim, which we're talking about. Fifty days later, at Shavuot, remember that's also Pentecost, that's the latter first fruits. Okay, and in between, we count the Omer. You got it? All right. So, during early first fruits, the first fruits represented by an omer of barley are waved before the Lord. And during the latter first fruits, uh, there are two loaves of bread and some wine and oil that are waved before the Lord. So, you'll have to wait a few weeks before we talk about the meaning of that. Now, first fruits general, generally refer to a promise to come. And so it never received the status of High Holy Days in Judaism. In fact, if you ask most Jewish people, they don't even know that it exists. Of course, that's not so far from the truth for Messianic Jews as well, uh, who generally don't celebrate it. Uh, probably because it's so close to Passover and the focus is on Passover. But, you know, we really should emphasize this holy day because, I mean, it it is so very, very important. We'll talk about why it's important, you know, uh, because... Is You know, people say, well, is it important that Yeshua was raised from the dead? Yeah, it sure was. So let's look. Uh, The resurrection gives us a glimpse of God's amazing power. So that's one reason it's important. I mean, think of this. Only he uh, created life can resurrect it after death. And only he can reverse death itself. And only he can remove the sting of death, and only he can gain the victory over the grave. And we see this in 1 Corinthians 15:54 and 55. So the first thing is, in resurrecting Yeshua, God reminds us of his absolute sovereignty over life and death. That's a big one, right? But another importance is Yeshua's claim to be the Son of God, and Messiah is validated by his resurrection. And so, for instance, in Matthew 16, 1 through 4, it was the sign of Jonah that he was giving to the Pharisees and Sadducees, and the sign was in three days in the belly of the fish, and then, in a sense, resurrection coming out. And and we see this in Acts 1-3 as well. Uh, To them he showed himself to be alive after suffering through many convincing proofs, appearing to them, meaning the disciples, for 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. So we see in Acts 1-3 that he spoke to the disciples after his crucifixion. And we see his resurrection was seen by over 500 eyewitnesses. We know that from First Corinthians 15:3 through 8, and that really proves, I think, that he is the Savior. He is Messiah. He is Messiah. And of course, you know the story about Thomas who didn't believe, and he needed to check out Yeshua's wounds. But that's another example of why it is validated that he died and was raised up. And we find that in John 20, 24 to 27. So a third reason that resurrection is so important is that Yeshua said in John 11, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. And so he claimed to be the source of both. There is no re- resurrection apart from Yeshua and no eternal life apart from that. And Yeshua is life, and that's why death has no power over him. Those who trust in Yeshua share that victory over death. And we see that in 1 John 5, 11, and 12. And we who believe in Yeshua overcome death. And we see that in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-four and 55, where it says, death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? And this is really a quote from Hosea thirteen fourteen. as so many of the New Covenant Scriptures have basis in the Hebrew Scriptures, right? Well, a fourth reason that it's so important that Yeshua was raised from the dead is that he is, as I mentioned before, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So 1 Corinthians 15.20 says... By now, Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. So he was first. And then we see in First Corinthians fifteen twenty-three. but each in its own order, Messiah, the first fruit, then at his coming, those who belong to Messiah. So now we're given the order of how this is going to work in the future. Just a tr- tremendous scripture and showing the great importance of resurrection. Number five, uh, a fifth reason that that it's so important, the resurrection, is the victory for every believer. Yeshua died, was buried, and rose the third day, according to scriptures. We see that again in First Corinthians fifteen three and four, but. And as I alluded to just before, he's coming again. And it says in First Thessalonians 4, um, verses 13 through 18, but I'll, I'll just take a little part of that. The dead in Yeshua will be raised up, and those who are alive at his coming will be changed and receive new glorified bodies. Wow, what a promise. The bottom line is the resurrection of Yeshua proves who he is. He is the sacrifice for us for atonement of sin. He has the power to raise us from the dead, and he has the power to give us eternal life. And even Mm -hmm. Yeshua... which shows us in His Word. In actually, He didn't say this, but in First Corinthians fifteen twelve, we see this talking about the resurrection. Now, if Messiah has proclaimed that He has been raised from the dead, how can some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, not even Messiah has been raised. And if Messiah has not been raised, then our proclaiming is meaningless, and your faith also is meaningless. Moreover, we are found to be false witnesses of God, because we testified about God, that he raised a Messiah, whom he Did not raise up, if in fact the dead are not raised? For if the dead are not raised, not even Messiah has been raised. And if Messiah has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Messiah have perished. If you have hoped in Messiah in this life alone, we are to be pitied more than all people. But of course, then the next verse says, and, and the subsequent verses. But now, verse 20, Messiah has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. Look, Yeshua is not actually the first to be raised from the dead. We see it that Elijah and Elisha each uh, raised up a, a boy from the dead, and Yeshua raised up a 12-year-old girl and the widow's son and Lazarus. So uh, resurrection was something that was understood at the time, and even... Uh, um, You know, Jewish people, the Pharisees, believed in resurrection. Now, the Sadducees did not. That was one of the differences between the two groups. We see in uh, John 11, where Martha... Uh, says, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. So you can see that this is already an understood thing. And, and in First Peter one three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Yeshua, Messiah. In his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Messiah Yeshua from the dead. So the resurrection brings us hope. Well, we ran out of time, (laughs) as we often do. So I just want to mention to you that uh, please participate with us on Facebook at 7.30 Friday evening and Saturday at 11, uh, our services. And you can just go to, uh, in Facebook, go to Sharesh David, and you will probably, there are a number of them, but you'll find ours, which is the Tampa one. Uh, The Counting of the Omer is available on the website, as you know call Karen if you have other requests Eight one three eight three one five six seven three. and look I pray that God has touched your heart and that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah and I pray during these times in particular in the name of Yeshua you would pour out your spirit upon each and every one as they are searching for you Lord and that you will give them new life and abundant life here on earth and the expectation of one day being raised with you and and having the eternal life we bless you lord and we thank you in the name of yeshua amen you are messiah yeshua mashiach lion of judah God is my hand.